Welcome to the Happy Single Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kel, your singleness coach, and I'm honored to be here to share tips and tricks on how to ditch societal traps and maximize your God-given singleness season. You heard that right, no plus one required. Whether you're pursuing singleness for life or in it just for a season, all singles are encouraged just the same. So before we get started, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And as you navigate your singleness season, just be aware that you are part of a larger community that is also trying to grow in Christ and live as best as they can with this time that they've been given. So just remember, you're not alone. And honestly, you're literally one of a million, as you'll soon find out. And there's a lot of us that are dealing with the day-to-day real-life challenges that come with being single, apart from, of course, the romantic aspect of it all. But all in all, don't let anyone make you feel or believe anything different um, as you're going through this journey. And so I want people to know up front that it is quite the journey and that it's not always easy. So um, for those that may not have met me before, hello, welcome. I'm Dr. Kel and this is the beginning of season two. Before I even get into our topic for today, I just want to give you guys an amazing shout out for being so awesome. I obviously have not been recording for some time and it's funny that I was, you know, logging on every so often and I'm like, how did I break, you know, 1k and I hadn't put out anything in, you know, close to several months. So I just thank you guys for just continuing to support the channel and always, you know, checking and sharing your stories um, with me. It's it's amazing um, to have your support. So without further ado, I'm just going to get into it. So if we haven't met, my name is Dr. Kel. Nice to meet you. Um, and thanks for tuning in. I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, chances are, if you're listening, you're single. Um, and if you aren't single, thanks for listening too, because we need you as part of our community. We could all benefit from being on the same page with valuing the many different phases of life and not just the ones that TV and movies like to glamorize. So here's what I mean. You know, you'll find comedies about marriage, but oftentimes, times everyone makes up at the end so it's not kind of the same thing for singles i've seen countless movies where singles are just that at the end single and or poked fun at throughout the whole movie because of their singleness state so it's you know something that you know i think society kind of makes light of when really is it that funny not really um and so you know singleness honestly shouldn't be seen as such a consolation prize um while it seems that society has this crazy idea that being single is somehow a curse or this odd thing i'm happy to report that there's a lot of us out here doing life solo too um so do you actually know how many of us there are how many singles are out here in this world so i just want you to kind of think about this for a sec um so there's actually quite a few of us. Um, so this is a quote that I took from Statista. Um, and it says here from their percentage of single person households by state U.S. 2019, an article that they had that in 2019, there were an estimated 34.75 million single person households in the U.S. The number of single person households has increased gradually since 1960. And so I would also add that probably thanks to COVID and people being stuck in the house with people that they don't like or that they didn't know to begin with, I'm sure that some of that has probably gone up quite a bit in the last two years. Um, but seriously, that's a lot of people who aren't like legally tied to another person. And so here's my point. There's millions of us single 
local folks out here today. Um, And with that many people, there's no good reason for us all, almost, you know, a large chunk of that, to have to live in a way that isn't life-giving or pleasing to God because it's in the state of singleness. And that's why we're going to talk about grieving today and what's grieving got to do with it uh, a lot, actually. And so, um, I mean, out of the 35 million, you could probably assume that there's quite a few bitter, angry, frustrated, irritated people walking around that are single um, and that are frustrated about being single. And so, you know, honestly, I was one of them and I still have my many moments where I grow weary and tired myself. Um, But chances are you're here too to move past the status quo too. And thankfully the odds are in our favor with God on our side. So let's do something different, right? And with all that, I think that unfortunately it's kind of also up to us to show people how to treat us in this time Um, because there's obviously a lot of us and we're not going anywhere anytime soon so hopefully as more and more singles find healthier ways to navigate this time we'll get to share some of those strategies live out those strategies and tips um, with other singles down the road and set a new bar in time for what being single can look like um, and probably should look like um as we navigate this time. So while this isn't my gift preaching and stuff, um, what I can say is that God is, you know, the I am, the beginning, the middle, the end. He's He's everything. And so, you know, more so when I think about him, I just think about how he's a compassionate God that through time has taken care of his people on earth according to his will or in relation to eternity. And some verses that stuck out to me as I was thinking about this um kind of try try to really gather what should our heart posture be in these moments and in these times of singleness and navigating it all. So just to start, I kind of just knew he's consistently perfect. And chances are you know that too. Um, If you've been walking with him for either a long while or even a short while, um, you've probably found that he's always there even um, when it seems like he's not and he's an all-around good God. And so here are a couple of verses, and they're all in the New International Version. Um, But the first one was Hebrews 13, 8, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And for me, I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And it shows that he's not like anyone else ever made for sure. He's definitely one of a kind. And then I thought about 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I'm like, wow, he's with us in spirit and in truth and with his word that he's given us. And then also Psalm 100 verse 5, it says, For the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. And, you know, there you go again. He's just straight up, like they just say, for the Lord is good. And he's faithful to us from one familial line and from generation to generation. So I say this to say that we're not just talking about someone that's navigating our life, um, that's unqualified, wishy-washy. He's, you know, not that kind of God here. And he's the real deal that knows infinitely more than we do. Even with Google on our wrist or Alexa or Siri, you know, in our kitchens, you know, he knows more than all those things. And so if we really believe these things about God and more, then we really have to also believe that what we are working through, experiencing and or finding ourselves in is being done by a perfect and loving God and that he knows us so well 
that he's working for our good in the midst of it all. And I know it's a lot to wrap our heads around because for many of us, myself included, it doesn't feel all that good sometimes, Um, you know, but he's still in control and is doing this for a reason. So, you know, as always, you know, try not to be distracted in this journey by trying to be God um, or a mini one and trying to figure out what the reason is for why you're single. You know, I think that's where a lot of us probably make a fool of ourselves in time from because we can, if we sit there, discover a million and one reasons as to why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. But if we could just take that same energy, drive, passion, inquiry, and focus, and use it to move forward with this time that he's giving us, um, I think that we might be better off in the long run from it. And so, you know, we as fallen folks make it way more complicated than it needs to be. So just remember that as we move through our time here today and beyond, um, even when it gets sketchy, you know, that, um, you know, Psalms 1830 tells us that as for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. And we're about to get right into why we need him to be our refuge real quick. So hold on tight. So with all of that, I do think it's important for us to all collectively to take a moment to check our temperature as it relates to singleness where are we actually in this journey? And I really want you to be honest. Um, Pause if you need to and really reflect on where you are. How do you feel about it? Um, How are you navigating this time? And, you know, when if you do pause it, I'll be here waiting for you um, on the other side of it. And so wherever you are, whether you're on a walk or a dog um, or getting ready for work or washing dishes um, or even just getting ready for bed, you know, how are you feeling about being single right now? And I do think that before we can normalize singleness and have a healthier um, perspective about it and move our way through it, we really have to be honest with ourselves, with where we are and how we're handling things. The problem is if we aren't honest moving forward, our behaviors are going to ooze all over the place like they have probably been for some time. Unless it's just me that was leaving evidence all around that I wasn't a happy camper. I mean, like I said, we have movies made about us that are in some cases true because we haven't quite figured out how to move past the pain, the agony, the disappointment, or even the discomfort that can come with being single and wanting something different. So what's more is, you know, they also have us out here walking around as if we're half a person when First Thessalonians 5.23 tells us that that's not the case. So, um, it's kind of like a disgruntled driver. While they aren't honking their horn just yet, you can feel it. And they're gesturing and moving their mouth quite a bit and, you know, letting you know that they are fed up with the driver in front of them and that if they don't move soon, it might be something that might pop off. So much the same, we as singles have to evaluate how we feel um, when others pass milestones we wish we'd experience as, you know, single folks and how we view others in comparison to our own lives with the things we too desire. And so for the sake of a podcast, I'm not going to carry on too long. Um, the easiest way to take our temperature is by taking a moment to think about what Dr. Kula Ross shared about moving through moments of deep pain, grief, 
and or sickness. And for those that aren't familiar, she's the mastermind behind the stages of grief. Now, before I briefly go in, I'm not an MD, I'm not a psych or your doctor. So make sure that whatever it is that I'm saying, that you also match that against your doctor or mental health professional and what is in their care plan for you. Um, and that's specific to your life and therapy goals. Um, that's a little disclaimer before I get started. And so back in the 1960s, she, Dr. Kubler-Ross, according to Wikipedia, developed stages to describe the process patients with terminal illness go through as they come to terms with their own deaths. It was later applied to grieving friends and family as well, who seemed to undergo a similar process. So why I bring this up is that thanks to the era of rom-coms, Adam and Eve's bad eats that changed everything forever, Disney movies and the like, um, not necessarily in any particular order of blame, but we know what two folks would be at the top of that list if we were to make one. Um, we've set ourselves up for a pretty messy existence when it comes to the single life and it not turning out the way we had envisioned. Um, because we've been conditioned to think lots of different things for decades on end. Um, so not only that, but everyone around us is pretty much in the same boat because they've been in that kind of culture and community too. So we have to um, kind of be even more responsible than ever before, um, especially when people may push us to get married um, with realizing that we're just in a different time and space and place where people are actually getting married later than before um, and that there's other dynamics going on compared to um, younger generations. So why I bring up grief is because I found that it really was something unknowingly that I walked myself through um, and I'm still walking through as a single in society. So if this is something that resonates with you, hopefully this will help you um, or someone else that you know in the season that they're in. I also think this it's the easiest way to navigate and recognize once you kind of see your um, story and your perspective for what it is as a whole. Um, so before we go there, remember Psalms 105, and it says, For the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. So let's keep that in mind as we navigate a bit through this. Because just because the singleness um, experience or life might be tough, doesn't also give us license to cut up and carry on in a negative way either. Um, our father is good. And so we have to be respectful and remember who he is and also remember who we are not. And so let's take a mini brief look and then you and your um, healthcare professionals and mental health professionals can dig into this more um, if you need some extra support. Um, with this. And so the five stages that Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross shared are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And a lot of us, I'm sure, have actually heard of these things, um, but I wonder how many of us have actually thought about it when it comes to our singleness season, especially if we're someone that does desire to be married one day and it hasn't quite happened. Um, so for many singles, we may find ourselves in denial, and that can last for any length of time. And for most of the beginning stages of our singleness journey, we may be all right, thinking that while we're single now, we won't be single forever. And then it all kind of crumbles away just like that. And here's how um, we make up many milestones, 
may be related to age, career goals, academic achievements, or in comparison to that of a family member or a friend. And then eventually we kind of hit a wall. Perhaps our significant other is nowhere to be found and they're definitely not asking us on a date anytime soon. Or maybe your friends are on kid number three and we're 43, you know, in a couple of months and we're trying to figure out what in the world is going on, Lord, and why have you done this to me? That's real. And I so send you a virtual hug if that's your love language. And unfortunately, that wall you're probably hitting has some anger written all over it um, in all types of languages because it's that hashtag real. Why does so-and-so, who is a horrible mate, get a mate and two kids? How come so-and-so is remarried and I have yet to go on one date that doesn't make me cringe? And what about homegirl who has like five kids? How did she find a man? Let's be honest. I know you're thinking it because you've either told me or I read your mind. And while these phases, these first two phases may seem like phases to skip over, I do implore you to go through all the feels because nothing is worse than thinking you're not angry or upset about something and being in denial about something only to find out later that you still have to go through those things. Um, That's the kind of recalculating you don't want to do. So been there, done that. It's annoying. So definitely wrestle with those beginning stages with denial and anger. Um, because without going through those stages, you're really going to have a difficult time moving through the others. Um, then next you're going to come to the bargaining phase. Um, and in this phase, you know, you're kind of thinking that you're at like an old school auction. I'll start working out or maybe I'll go on more dates and, you know, I'll love God more. I'll go to church. I'll just throw myself into anything Christian oriented. Perhaps I'll leave the state or the country. Um, and no, escape the country wasn't my poison of choice, by the way, um, for those that know that I like to be all the way out of the country when I can be. Um, I actually thought personally that being, you know, more devoted to Christ was going to be the um, thing that does it. Um, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus. I thought that that was going to be it. But um, regardless, um, I, you know, some of us may think that doing things um, will all of a sudden bring us closer to finding that person. Um or, you know, being that password to the boyfriend level that we have yet to reach. And, you know, I'll do just what they haven't done or you'll do just what they haven't done. And then that person will be there. And then we find in this phase that no amount of bargaining really moves the needle much. Um, and while ambitious, God's probably not all that impressed by our bargaining efforts either. Um, and so once you kind of grow tired of, you know, trying to do all the things that you thought would bring you closer, you might find yourself um, in a spot where I want to take a moment to talk to those that may be really struggling with this. Um, and this may be, um, you know, another form of depression that, you know, you realize you've done all you can do. You've spiraled either out of complete control or given up or shut down or shut yourself off. This is even sometimes where I've seen some people start to doubt God and who he is um, and and who he's always been. Um, And so I would definitely say that this is a space where if you are in that phase where you need, again, professional help, I pray that you are able to find and match up with a trusted person that you can speak to um, at this stage in your life. Um, always check 
I always tell people, check with your insurance company first, your church. Some of um, you guys I also know are part of church networks. So sometimes you can go within your church network to find resources um, and even just a nearby nonprofit. Those are all great ways to get some additional support if you really are struggling with this. Um, because I do know that for some people, moving through these stages um, are things that you can kind of just do. And for others, you might need extra support. So for sure, definitely look into that. If you are someone that's recognizing, you know what, I never really thought of this piece of my life being as difficult as it is. So definitely reach out. Um, And the last phase of this um, is acceptance. And so you may look back at the wreckage behind you and understand the time and the place that all these phases you've been through have served you. You may look and see two things, either regret for all the time and tears you've wasted or pain, because even after all of that, you're still upset that you're single, but aren't as enraged as you were before. Or maybe you're like me, you're swerving from either of those two places or even made up ones that come along the way because life can just be that difficult. Um, I think it's important to know that acceptance doesn't mean that all is well. It just means that maybe, just maybe, we're at a stage to hear and see God a bit clearer and that perhaps we're a tad bit more receptive to his overreaching will and dominion versus our fleshly wants and desires at the time. And so if you're praying about getting through any of these stages, I'll stand and agree with you. Um, Lord, help them um, as only you can do it. Amen. And so if he's gotten you this far through some of these stages, he's obviously not done with you yet. And this, like all the other stages um, of grief, is just the place, the perfect place, I should say, to meet God. Know that even when you think that you're through the stages, you may find yourself back at one you thought you conquered already. Um, But when life happens like that, be encouraged and give yourself some grace. Seriously, Um, this can be difficult. And I think that we have to just constantly stay in community and remind ourselves that it's okay. Um, to, to struggle. And so just remember that just as Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, you know, consider that as we go to him and, you know, be honest with him in all phases, seasons, and cycles of this. Um, and I do think that there is some truth, um, to for sure the God, the Lord, um, being there to comfort us and give us the strength we need um, to move through these things. Um, I also think that many of us honestly just weren't using many of the right tools or weren't being offered the right avenues to really get the help, guidance, direction, and or support we needed to move us through this singleness season. Uh, We really weren't prepared for this kind of lifestyle long term. Um, You know, a lot of us were sold the dream that, you know, as soon as you graduate, you'll get married and you'll find someone. But the reality is that many of us are on decades long stretches here of singleness. And so honestly, again, extend yourself some grace um, in this season, because these are things that we're having to kind of navigate through um, in a healthier way today. So fam, we as singles have to keep his word, his character, 
and his plans for us and everyone else in the world um, in the forefront to remember who we're dealing with and that even when our way isn't being presented to us, that um, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever with Hebrews 13, 8, that in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all and that we have access to that as believers in Christ and that for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations is again something that we have access to. And so as we're trying to navigate the ups and downs of this journey, try to hold on to those truths that you are created by the most high who has your best interests um, at heart. And so no matter where we are, on the spectrum of singleness. Know that God has ordained it so, and that we as Christians have a duty to find joy in it somehow and somewhere uh, to be who he has called us to be in this moment. Because unlike us, he has overcome the world. Thanks for sticking to the end. Be sure to click the link in the description to download your sheet from today's podcast to help you grow and shift in this singleness season. You don't want to miss the growth that awaits you today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next month.